0: You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here we go. Tuesday. I wasn't going to do a Monday episode, but I was like, I'll do it after the game, and then I didn't get done working until like 1130. So we're doing it on Tuesday. Locked On Wolverines podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. I am. Your man on the ground, Isaiah Whole, publisher of Wolverine's Wire, the USA Today Sports Media Group. If I sound a little tired It's because it's a beautiful, beautiful day out here in southeast Michigan, in Ann Arbor, and I walked eight miles with Zuri, who's an insane puppy. It was a lot. I'm keeping my walking going. Speaking of keeping things going, we absolutely are going to spend the entire episode talking about What happened yesterday as Michigan beat LSU 86-78 to to advance to the Sweet 16 for the fourth straight year? Six out of the last eight years, I believe, is the stat. Michigan, since 2013-2014, I believe it is, has 20 wins in the NCAA tournament, more than any other team. I don't have a fact checker. These are just things that I read online, so... I'm going with it as if it's accurate, but I felt pretty, pretty good going into the game in the sense of, I, I did, uh, Trent Noop, who you all know from, uh, being part of the leaders and best rights for Wolverines Wire. he normally does the, uh, normally does the five things you should know, but I was bored and took the mantle on it. So I did it. So I learned all about LSU in advance, and I liked the matchup. I knew, okay, they're really good at shooting. They're number five offense in the country, but Michigan, I, I knew like defensively being the number nine defense in the country compared to LSU, which was the worst defense that they faced in a very, very long time, according to Ken Palm, since, since the Penn State game. It's like, okay, they should be able to hit shots and stay toe-to-toe. And I kind of had a feeling this is going to look a lot like the Ohio State game. And it really felt, and I said that to, to Matt Leach while I was watching the game. And sure enough, that's exactly what it looked like. And when I say Ohio State game, I mean the, the one in Columbus. That's what it felt like, right? They're hitting all kinds of threes to start things out. That was what was kind of making the difference. They yeah they had a couple more offensive rebounds. Michigan had a couple turnovers where they didn't have at that time, whereas they didn't have any. The threes made the big difference, but whereas in Michigan's losses, we haven't necessarily seen those adjustments come to fruition. In pretty much all of their wins, we've seen this, the halftime adjustments play a big role. I mean you look at Cam Thomas and yeah he still scored 30 points. At halftime I think he had what 17. So he still got 13 but at the same time it was like he wasn't able to do anything cuz he was like 5 of 6 and then finished 10 of 23. So getting those to those 30 points meant and when when he was 5 of 6 three of those were threes if my memory serves. So it was they really kind of took him away. And while Javante Smart came in, had himself a game as well, also went 10 of 23, 2 of 10 from 3. Like, they were hitting a barrage of threes and f- ended up finishing 6 of 21. 28%, whereas yeah. nearing halftime, that number was much, much higher. Uh, Well, actually, I, I can go ahead and tell you what it was instead of just guessing. I mean, it was 33%, so, I mean, it wasn't amazing it was four of 12 but nonetheless when you look at what they did in the first they went four of 12 they only hit two in that second half two that's it thomas i was wrong he had 19 points and he got 11 in the second smart really took over got 18 points in the second half but that was it i mean really smart and thomas those are your guys In the first half, you had Smart, you had Thomas, you had Watford, Trendon Watford, and you had Days. They were all doing something. Days, zero in the second half. Watford, three in the second half. LeBlanc, Joshua LeBlanc, two points overall. They put out nine guys, and you had a bunch of them. Wilkinson, nothing. Cook, nothing. Gaines, nothing. You only finished with three guys in, in double digits. And Watford, I mean, whole, the second-best scorer on the team being held to 11 points shows you what the defense was able to do. Really unbelievably impressive performance by Michigan. Made all the better by... Like, listen, I've been saying, key guys had to step... like the Those guys that you don't think of as being offensive threats have to step up, and they did. I mean, we all know Eli Brooks and Shawnee Brown, 21 points. Shawnee Brown really picked a heck of a time to finally flex again and have a, a season high in points scored with 21 points because he's been like, yeah, he's been doing stuff on the defensive end. He's been doing things offensively that don't necessarily impact the box score, right? But this game, he came out and you, from from the first shot. I think if Shaundi can hit his first shot, usually things end up being pretty good. Michigan with four guys in double figures. Hunter Dickinson with 12. Didn't even try that much, right? Seven shot attempts. Four of seven. Wagner with 15, and man, he was absent for the majority of the game and came out and showed out. Let's continue talking about what Michigan did really good uh, here in just a moment. And then we'll obviously get into what they didn't do and just kind of think a little bit. We're not going to get into Florida State. I haven't done my my homework on them yet. We'll do that later this week. We'll probably actually get into that Friday, I'm guessing. I was going to say tomorrow, but we, we've got pro day for, for Michigan uh, the ne- football the next two days. So. I think we are going to shelve the Florida State uh, preview to Friday or Saturday, but we will do one, but nonetheless, all right, before we get to anything else, this episode has been brought to you by Blue Chew, it's been sponsored by Blue Chew, Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence for when it's time to perform. Luchu is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? Guess what? No problems here. Blue Chew's Sildenafil and Tadalafil tablets are chewable. Blue Chew's tablets are also made in the USA, and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew. Free when you use our promo code Locked On at checkout. Just pay the $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com promo code Locked On. Receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast. Also got to talk to you a little bit about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Listen, football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, NHL, all those things are in full swing. Obviously, the tournament's going on, both men's and women's. Get in on it. BetOnline even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline, as you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, is the best way to place your bets. And guess what? It's free to sign up. Head over to BetOnline.ag to sign up today. Receive that 50% welcome bonus by using the promo code LOCKEDON with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, let's get back into the game here. Uh. There, here's one thing that I liked more than anything else, and what that is is Michigan's assist numbers, because y- y'all that listen regularly have have heard me talk about when Michigan's being selfish or unselfish. It tends to be an unselfish team, but we we've seen moments where they go in man to man, and they were losing because. LSU was was getting those extra opportunities through the uh the three you know well number one they were hitting their like seemingly every three pointer to begin with and then on top of it they were getting offensive rebounds and they were getting uh they were they were forcing turnovers wasn't a ton in the first half but that was when they had their you know really had their lead it. and they did it again in the second but nonetheless Michigan from from the jump shared the basketball and that is why like I never really felt like they were going to lose the game. Only up by one at halftime, I was just like, whatever. They're they're gonna this this offense is really hot. The defense is gonna find ways to to make LSU slow down just like they did. LSU obviously also looked tired in the game. When you look at some of the stats, you had two guys, Cam Thomas and Javante Smart, who played Literally, the entire game. They were tired. They were so tired. They were worn out. They don't have, even with nine guys being in the game, they couldn't match. Michigan went with eight. But no one played more than 33 minutes, and Franz Wagner was the guy who played that that much. You had four people playing over 30 minutes in this game. Dickinson with 31, Mike Smith with 32, and also Eli Brooks with 32. Shondi Brown added 27 minutes to that, as did uh, Brandon Johns Jr. So that was kind of a sweet spot. That worked out really, really well. In that Michigan was able to just kind of tire him out, slow him down. LSU, you want to run, we'll run with you a little bit, and then we'll slow you down a little bit, and you're going to be tired, and we're going to be able to do what we want. But the most important thing, again, being able to get those assists. Um, On top of it, the rebounds were were big. No, Michigan did not get more offensive rebounds, but they limited LSU to one-shot opportunities, and that's not something that LSU is accustomed to doing, right? LSU, they, they might miss, but they'll get the ball back, and then they'll hit, and we saw that a little bit early, and then Michigan was like, nope, we're getting your rebounds. Michigan had 37 rebounds in this game compared to LSU's 30. It's not a giant disparity, but... Uh, they brought up on the broadcast right that the you know when Michigan win uh, when Michigan out rebounds the opposition they they win when LSU out rebounds the opposition they win so you had to have those hustle hustle plays in there you had to be able to do that and that is what Michigan did additionally Michigan only lim- they limited LSU to eight assists i i don't i never looked up LSU's assist numbers but nonetheless Points in the paint, 28, I think, was the same for both teams. So that ended up being fine. But where, where Michigan really got killed was on turnovers, of course. But uh, second chance points, they limited LSU to just nine. Uh, but as far as points off of turnovers, they got 15 compared to Michigan uh, only getting uh, six. Those were... Th- those were. Uh, I believe those were two threes when they got it. I mean, I know that that one, the one turnover, their first turnover led to a Michigan three. So sometimes it's the timeliness of it all too. I agree with lawyer lady and some of those other out there that, that kind of felt like on edge for that entire game. Watching that entire game definitely felt on edge. So glad they got the win. Glad it's over. Tough, tough road ahead, though. So um, the turnovers, they cannot have turnovers like they did in this one. 12 turnovers. That's not the biggest number, but if they're going to cough the ball up 12 times, they need to force just as many, is what I would say. I think that that would be important. Um, So that would be what I would look to to, you, 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 the really good defense, but you got to get the ball back. The good news for them, LSU's shooting was not that great. 39.1% for the number five offense in the country, whereas Michigan shot 53.8% in this game and 40% from three. Also hit 80% of the free throws. Those are the things you want to see. Tough road ahead though so they've got to be able to withstand whatever barrage comes at them it's going to be hard i don't know i don't know how to feel about the you know where michigan goes if you have isaiah livers i say it's final four easy i'd say it would be a disappointment if it's not final four without isaiah livers it i i almost look at it as happy to be here but simultaneously with how good michigan's been how much Michigan's doubt, you know, doubted right now? USA Today and the re-rank. I think had them if if they set re-ranked the, uh, all of the teams. I have to look this up again because I can't remember it exactly. Um, I I think it was. Ooh, it. I think they had them down at like. See, I can't pull it up quickly. Apparently, I'm looking up stuff from football from 2019, but. I think it was something like they were ninth. So, I mean, I I don't think that's going to work, right? Like, (laughs) they've got to be better than that. So, we will continue to talk about where where things go, what they have to do, all that kind of stuff here in just a moment. But listen, y'all know how much I love Built Bar. Bilt Bar has been one of my favorite things for the longest time. Uh, I had a couple of built Bars last night uh because of course I did and uh they they have the a little bit I got a text today from built Bar saying that they their white chocolate raspberry cheesecake is out right now and they sent me a couple and those I that's what I had I mean they are delicious unbelievable y'all know how much I put my money where my mouth is I have bought so many boxes of Bilt Bar it's unbelievable I'm actually going to have a Built Bar after this. I almost want to have one on air right now, but I'm not because I'm just going to be good. But if you don't know about Built Bar, it's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's high in protein, low in calories, low carb. Absolutely delicious. So if you're looking for a protein bar out there, I'm telling you, you're not going to get anything better than Built Bar. So go to builtbar.com. Put in promo code LOCKED15, get 15% off that next order. BuiltBar.com, LOCKED15, 15% 15 off of your next order at BuiltBar.com. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Seriously, really hard to not have a built bar after talking about it. I want one. (laughs) I want one. (sighs) All right, so I didn't pull up this thing I said I was going to pull up. So we'll see if I can find it here in a moment. But yeah, Michigan has got to continue to keep the pedal to the metal here. And it gets obviously much more difficult with the fact that you've got that you that you've you've got uh you've got Florida State next, and I know it's the four seed. Hypothetically, if you're the one seed and you're looking at the four seed, you're like, whatever, right? Hypothetically, but that is clearly not where we're at, you know, to some degree. So, because again, no Isaiah lovers equals danger zone, kind of in general. So. I'm a little leery of where Michigan's going to be able to go in in that light. Nonetheless, let's, let's just take the earliest possible look at Florida State. They're 13th in the country, according to Ken Palm. They have a really good offense, but not nearly as elite. 14th in the country, 29th defense. So they can play both sides. So let's look at some of the teams that Michigan's faced uh, so far. Uh, They obviously lost to Illinois, the ninth offense, sixth defense. They just played Alabama, not Alabama. They just played and beat LSU, fifth offense still in the country. So they were able to clamp down enough, but they they have to go up against a much better defense. So I I haven't watched any Florida State, so I can't tell you what style they play, but you you, you look at, like, Wisconsin is the 29th offense, 16th defense. So it's kind of an inverse number-wise. Ohio State had a really good offense, and they beat them 4th and 81st as far as defense is concerned. So they've played teams that have had better offenses and better defenses. But as far as that configuration, really good offense, borderline elite defense, we haven't really seen that. So Purdue was 26 and 33, respectively. Um. Maryland's 38-41. and So we just haven't seen them go up against a team that has both. I mean, we have seen them go up against a team that has both, but again, it's mostly been better defensively. But we've seen them torch teams with great offenses and worse defenses, of course, but like Iowa. We saw them torch them. We saw them beat Ohio State, but you can, you'll you know that Leonard Hamilton's squad is going to be able to clamp down a little bit defensively. Now, here's the other thing. There's the familiarity between Hamilton and Jawan Howard. Hamilton coached Jawan Howard as a player with the Washington Wizards, and... He also, like when Jawan got hired, he he said he flew down to Tallahassee or up to Tallahassee from Miami to spend some time with Leonard Hamilton. So you know that there's some familiarity there. I'm curious to see how that goes. And then from there, you assume if they can get past Florida State, then they take on Alabama, who's the number eight team in the country, according to Ken Palm. 28th offense, third defense. That would be the best defensive team that Michigan will have gone up against, and obviously not exactly a slouch offensively. So, yeah, it it's not going to be an easy an easy go, but at least maybe you can you know take some solace in strength of schedule. According to Ken Palm, Michigan nineteenth, Florida State fifty third, Alabama 39th. So you can at least take a look at that and say, all right. Michigan's gone up against harder teams. Michigan's the sole Big Ten team left, though. And that's made everyone question how good is the Big Ten. But I look at that Illinois game and I think, okay, that, not a fluke. Going up against Loyola Chicago, they have the number one defense in the country. It's a really good offense. I mean, it's it's not a fluke. But, I think that that's the type of situation if Illinois played Loyola ten times, it probably wouldn't seven or eight of them. Ohio State, Norrell Roberts, as much as as much fun as that was, if Ohio State, Norrell Roberts played ten times, Ohio State probably wouldn't seven or eight of them. Outside of those, I don't know. But Michigan's got to carry the mantle now, right? That's where they are. That's what they have to do. So, we'll see what it is able to do going forward. We've got to wait almost a week, not quite Sunday Sunday at five. I believe is the time so we've got they've got some time to to get back into shape, and then you've got hopefully a couple more games and then hopefully a short rest. but again, who knows all right that'll do it for us today. It's tomorrow we will again do the show. I, I say this as if we've been doing early shows. We'll continue to do the show probably around this time uh, in the evening every day. But tomorrow on Wednesday, we'll start covering some pro day stuff. They have more pro day stuff on Thursday, but uh, obviously we will move on to uh, we'll, we'll move on to the, to the mailbag as we normally do. So that'll do it for us today. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you soon. Peace.